0: I have a question, are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the mowing in the dark podcast and welcome back to another faith Friday episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. First of all, today, I want to apologize for the quality of the podcast that was put out on Thursday. Uh, Something that I did not realize was that the file on the SD card was corrupted, and so it was cutting things out as I went on in the podcast. And I just got into the podcast, and I wasn't looking at the screen of my podcast podcast recorder. And so I didn't notice that it was being corrupted. And then I, I kind of looked at it and I le- listened to the first few minutes and it was fine. So I thought, well, maybe it's going to be okay. But as I listened to it myself yesterday, I realized that it was cutting key parts out. And so I filmed this episode for the YouTube channel. And so what I did is I took the audio and I recorded it as a podcast and I replaced the audio. So if you got frustrated with the audio of the podcast yesterday for Thursday's episode and you want to go back and listen to it, the audio is there. It's clean. It's ready to go. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if that's something that you want to do, Go right ahead. I did replace the audio for that, so uh, I thought it was a really interesting episode, but myself, I got really frustrated with the quality, Uh, so it is what it is. Because the audio is on a microphone for film, uh, it is going to be a little bit more tinny. It's going to sound a little bit more room-oriented because uh, it, it kind of recorded the whole space here. So, um, it's not as clean and crisp as it would be with a podcast, but it's still there. It doesn't have those blips and skips and things like that. So if you want to go back and listen to it, go right ahead. But now let's jump into the faith Friday episode today. Today, we are starting into Romans chapter six and if you guys are new to the podcast here and new to the Faith Friday episodes, uh, the way we do this is I read a complete chapter of the book of Romans, and then I go back to verse one, and we kind of break it down a little bit. And uh, I- I'm not a Bible scholar; I don't, I don't try to be a Bible scholar. Uh, if I have questions about things, I go to a commentary that I have here, and so. I just tried to illuminate the scripture a little bit. I'm not trying to add anything to the scripture. I'm not trying to put words in the author of the book's mouth, Paul. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to just open it up a little bit, get your mind working a little bit. Maybe that will encourage you to go home and read it for yourself and have your own thoughts on it. And that's, that's kind of what this, this, episode every week this podcast episode every week is all about is trying to help you guys get into the word and and learn so i know it's a little weird that i'm doing a faith episode on a lawn care podcast i just feel like that's what i'm supposed to do these episodes get a lot of listenership so i don't want to stop doing them because i think they're they're being useful to others, and so uh, I'm just going to keep doing them. So today we're going to jump into Romans chapter 6. I'm going to try something a little different. I'm going to read off of my computer screen rather than my actual Bible. I increased the font a little bit, so maybe I won't have as many stumbles and things like that. We'll see. (laughs) I don't know. But uh, I'm just going to try it, and we'll see how it goes. So let's jump into the word of God here. Romans chapter 6 verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that Jesus as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father. We too may live in new life. For if we have been united with him in death like his, I'm sorry, let me go back. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Jesus, Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer each part, every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. I am using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations. Just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at the time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. All right, that ends chapter six. Let's go back to the top, verse one. Guys, I have to apologize for my froggy voice this morning. Uh, Normally, I record these uh, Faith Friday episodes on Thursday evening. But because of the issues I was having with my podcast recorder, it got really late before I was able to figure it out. And so um, I wasn't able to record this last night. So I'm recording it early in the morning and I'm not quite all awake yet. So uh, you'll have to forgive me there. Let's jump into verse one again. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Paul is asking here... uh, an honest question. And I think a lot of people ask this question, you know, well, if, if I keep on sinning, then God's grace will just be all the more. I'm under grace. Now I've got this grace. I can sin all I want to. I can go to parties. I can do whatever I want because I have God's grace Paul answers his question here, verse two, by no means. We are those who have died to sin. We can know, we can, how can we live in it any longer? See, to be, to accept Jesus Christ and to have the Holy Spirit come into your, to your life, you die to sin. Sin no longer reigns in your life before we lived out of the flesh sin was was our god essentially we we would sin all the time now granted i'm 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 a believer i still sin we all do the difference is that a christian hates that sin they want that sin dead They want it out of their life. So if you're going to be a Christian, and yet you want to sin more and more and more because God's grace is sufficient for me, you might want to check your your salvation. The Bible says, Paul says, test your, what is it, test your faith, or test, something, test something to be sure that you're in the faith. So we are supposed to examine ourselves to be sure that we're in the faith. And so we we can't continue to willingly sin and just continue in sin and living in sin and expect and 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 think that we are are saved because we're not to be saved from jesus christ as we will read on here we become slaves to jesus christ now that's slave in a good way it's not slave as in um like what we white americans did to black americans i I would consider them americans way back in the the 1800s or you know even 1900s no this is a different kind of slave this is a bond servant slave Okay, it's someone that owes a debt that's what the the word slave in the bible means so we Jesus paid our debt that means we become a slave to him a slave to righteousness. We have a debt that we could not pay. He paid it for us. And because of that, we are now slaves to righteousness. All right, let's move on. Verse three. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? So what Paul is saying is here Christ died he we we were baptized and as a picture in baptism baptism has really nothing to do with salvation. Some people think that it does. Some people think that salva- that baptism completes your salvation. The Bible does not say that anywhere. What it does say is that baptism is a picture of the death burial And resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is an outward sign of an inward change. So you go under the water, you are buried with Christ, you died and buried. That's a symbol of being of dying and being buried with Christ. And then you come up out of the water as new. So what Paul is saying here is that if you were baptized into Christ, you were baptized into his death which means you should be dead to sin. You should no longer desire to sin. Verse 4, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that Jesus, as Christ, was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father. We too may live a new life. So, because Jesus was dead, buried, and rose again, just like the picture of baptism, we should have new life as well. That old life is gone. It's dead. It's buried. We, as a new creature, rise, dead to sin. Verse 5, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, We will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. Verse 6. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. That's that's exactly what I was saying. Excuse me. That our old self was crucified with Christ so the body ruled by sin might be done away with we're done with it that should no longer that we should no longer be slaves to sin verse 7 because anyone who has died has been set free from sin do, do you hear that so we're free from sin verse 8 now if we died with Christ we believe that we will also live with him. So, I mean, this is, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. If we died with Christ, if we were, you know, through baptism, through, through salvation, the salvation process, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. Verse 9. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. So, if we died with Christ, we also cannot die again. That's what this is saying here. Now, it's not saying that we are Christ, that we're gods, that some people take that. As that. So we're not gods, but we have eternal life. And death no longer has mastery over us, which means sin no longer has mastery over us because sin leads to death. Verse 10 The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So, Jesus died. He died to sin once for all. He covered our sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Verse 11. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus. See, if we just keep, this is why context in the Bible is so, so important. See, if we would have just, like we did, we started at the top read all the way through it, we would get the whole picture of what Paul is saying here. And, and I think it's great. I don't even really need to say anything because Paul says it all here we just have to use our brains and and deduce what what Paul is saying but and i'm trying to break it down in little bit smaller pieces here but he answers all these questions that might come up in your mind as you're reading and so this is why context is so important this is why you can't just take one bible verse and just read that one bible verse and expect that that's the whole truth and nothing but the truth. It's not. You can make it say whatever you want. Like I was saying earlier, some people take that verse as though we are Christ. We become gods. And that's not, that's not what it's saying at all. But that's what people take from it because they just take that out of context. All right, let's move on. Verse 12. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. So we're dead to sin, but we can still sin. It's a, it's one of those biblical dichotomies. We are dead to sin. We are alive with Christ, yet we still sin. I, I, I am not going to sit here and say that I understand it, because I don't. I don't. All I can say is that Jesus covered every single sin that we have ever committed and ever will commit. However, we are not supposed to continually sin, commit the same sin over and over and over again. We are to die to sin and become alive to Christ. Verse 12 again. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. Don't don't let it reign you. Don't let it rule over you in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. All right, let's move on to verse 13. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been bought brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness don't offer don't what he's saying here is be careful don't don't step into sin willingly don't let sin use you as an instrument for wickedness. Because, I mean, we all know sin. Every single one of us does. And sometimes we step into sin willingly. And sometimes we, we fight. But it's, it's, sin can really wreak havoc in a Christian's life they're still they're still saved a person who sins obviously cuz we're all sinners but sometimes we can get just drawn into sin as believers and we become instruments of wickedness rather than of instruments of righteousness so paul is saying be careful here but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life we it helps me to think of dead in sin life in Christ sin is death Christ is life and so sometimes I have to think that way. I have to switch my thinking. I have to think about it because it's not natural for us because we are sinful flesh. Let's get let's continue on. Verse 14. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law but under grace. So Paul refers back to the, the Jewish law here. For sin shall no longer be your master. It should not master over you any longer. Yes, you're still going to sin, but it should not be your existence. Because we are no longer under law, but under grace. We're under the grace of God now. We are freed from the law, and God has paid the penalty for our sin, and that's what grace is. Verse 15, what then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? Again, we think this way. Some of us think this way. I can just do whatever I want. I'm not under I'm not under the law. I, I'm under grace. I can sin. I can do whatever I want. If I want to sleep around with my with women, I can do it because God's grace is sufficient for me, right? No. That's not what this means. Paul says, by no means. 16. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey. So are you obeying sin, or are you obeying Christ? Are you a slave to sin, or are you slave to righteousness? That's the question Paul is asking here. Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, Or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. What is obedience? Obedience is stepping away from sin. Obedience is following Christ, which leads to righteousness. Verse 17. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. Paul is writing to the Romans here. He's saying, praise be to God that you used to be slaves to sin. And now you obey from your heart, not from your flesh, from your heart, the pattern of teaching from, from not just Paul, but from other teachers in the church and have become slaves to righteousness. Verse 19, I am using, using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations. Just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness leading to holiness. Paul is saying a lot of you all of you were slaves to impurity. We know that the Roman culture was pretty sick and twisted. Just look at the colosseums. Sick and twisted, I got to say. Fight to the death for our entertainment. That's pretty sick and twisted. they were they were slaves to ever increasing wickedness is what paul says here so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness leading to holiness verse 20 when you were slaves to sin you were free from the control of righteousness verse 21 what benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? What what benefited, what, what did sin benefit you? What did you get from it? When I think back to sins that I've committed, what benefit did I get from that? Absolutely nothing. I got pain. I got hurt. That's what I got from that. It didn't benefit me at all it hurt me. Sin is there to bring death. And Paul says that those things result in death. Verse 22, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. We have been set free from sin if we are in Jesus Christ. If we have accepted his free gift of salvation. We are no longer no longer slaves to sin, but we have become slaves of God. The benefit you reap leads to holiness. That's the benefit of salvation. It leads to holiness. What does sin lead to? Leads to death. It leads the opposite direction. But being slaves to God or of God leads to holiness. And that holiness results in eternal life. Verse 23. And I think everyone listening probably has heard this verse. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is is eternal life in Jesus Christ our lord sin is death it's its misery it might not result in death immediately in most cases it doesn't but it leads to death but the gift of god is eternal life in jesus christ our lord And that basically sums up all of Romans chapter 6 right there in that one verse. For the wages of sin is death. We were all dead. But because of the gift of God. If we choose to follow him. We have eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. That is awesome. That is amazing. That is the gospel. All right guys, that is it for today's Faith Friday. Thank you for tuning in. I I really appreciate it. If you would give this give this podcast a follow. Uh, download the episodes, downloading the episodes, it, it might seem like it takes up data on your phone and maybe it does, but it also helps with understanding the analytics of the podcast a little bit better. So even if you download the episode and then just trash it, I don't really care. <laughs> I just need to see, uh, and the podcast the, I want to say the podcast Lords or whatever, that's what they look for as well to see that people are downloading the podcast and they will promote this podcast out further. So it's kind of the podcast algorithm type thing. Also, if you haven't given this uh, podcast a five star rating and review over on Apple iTunes, write a little blurb, you know, one or two sentences about the podcast, what you like about it. Rate us a five-star if you would. That would be awesome if we've earned it. But head over there and give us a rating and review. We need those for the social proof to help this podcast grow, to get the word of God out farther in the podcast world, all right? Uh, Because while this is a lawn care podcast, I think God will use this to reach people for him. Because life is way more than just cutting lawns or slinging mulch. It's way more. Those things are not even important when it comes to the most important thing, which is God. All right? So I thank you guys for listening. Let me pray us out, and then we will get on our way and on to our day. Father in heaven I thank you for I thank you for your word Lord I thank you that you have made a way for us to become sons and daughters of you that you have made a way for us to get out from under the slavery to sin and become slaves of God and slaves to righteousness which leads to holiness which leads to eternal life. I thank you that you have made a way for us to have that eternal life. I pray if there's someone out there this morning listening or over the years, because this is essentially forever, uh, I pray that they would make that decision and decide to follow you. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, have a wonderful day. I will talk to you. See you. Listen, you'll hear me. Listen, I don't know how to end this here. I will see you in the next episode.